0: Good morning, good morning everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And with me today is someone who I think is going to be a kindred spirit because I think that she really does believe the same way that I do that social media can be used to share our passions with the world and really. Put ourselves out there in ways that can help promote ourselves and our businesses in the best possible way. So please uh, join me in welcoming Mega Rodriguez. Welcome, Mega. Thank you. How are you today? Great. Oh, doing absolutely wonderful down here in hot Atlanta. Um, let me tell folks just a little bit about you before we jump into this. So, Mega Rodriguez facilitates business owners standing out above the noise of social media and online marketing by empowering them to use their authentic voice in a manner that attracts their insatiable tribe of followers. Her one-of-a-kind social enchantment process allows them to unleash their creativity so that they can focus on being who they are rather than struggling to add new followers, generating massive revenue, and letting happiness flow into their online marketing process. When her clients break free from the mundane trappings of social media administration and online marketing automation they focus on creating a legacy and social impact by showing up as they truly are she harnesses over 16 years of entrepreneurship empathy intuition and a balance of left brain analysis and right brain creativity for her clients benefit so we're going to be talking about Mega's social enchantment factor today so again Mega, welcome thank you I'm so happy to be here well, you know, we have only ever met on social media. You know, it's it's funny. I tell people it is a great place to meet people. You know, <laughs> the, for the the business people, I never meet anybody. It never works out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> I make great business contacts this way. And but the important thing is to, to nurture those relationships, and I think that is very much part of of what you do. So let's just kind of step back a second and and talk to us about. How you got into doing this and, and why you created this social enchantment program?
1: Well, you know what it is, is I think it, just like a lot of people, there's this disenchantment in social media. Right. And I started to look at what I was doing because I had a lot of engagement and it didn't feel like a struggle for me. So I started mm-hmm. to um, sort of deconstruct what was working and where I saw people struggling. And right. out of that process, I said, you know, I think we were overthinking the social media stuff. <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. It's really about being yourself and right. being self-expressed. And, and, and I think what has happened as I looked at it, and, and that's why it really was the impetus in building the, the program, was that, you know, I think if we just sort of get back to the basics of Offline relationships—the things that worked all along—until we had to build a profile page, right? And panicked over it, <laughs> right? So um, I just don't—I don't. The fact is, is we're all still human beings, and even though you and I haven't met face to face and shaken hand, uh, sh- shaking hands, shook hands at a, <laughs> at a networking event, it, we've met. We've been able to look at each other's pages. We've gotten a sense of who we are. And realistically speaking. If people would drop the facades I think that it makes it much easier. So that was really the point of view that I came from when I when I began to create the process. Mm
0: -hmm. Well and I think that we really did get all caught up in that this is the way to do things. Um, You know the you see that the and you still see these these type of, of articles and things this is the optimal time to post. This is what you should post. This is what you shouldn't post and we do get so fixated sometimes on some of those things where we are thinking, well, you know, I, I have to post at 2 a.m. and, you know, and so I have to schedule it and, you know, mm-hmm. you know and then it gets, then it's no longer fun. And I tell people, this is social media, folks. When yeah. you're so caught up in what your message is and when to send it and who you're trying to yeah. reach, you forget those things. And, and,
1: you know,
0: we see it at in-person networking events. Mm-hmm where, and maybe it's somebody who's not used to networking or or new to it or new to maybe the company that they're supporting, they do get so caught up in the, I have to talk to 10 people and I have to hand out this many business cards and I have to, you know, and and they stress themselves out so much that pretty soon you see them over in the corner and they're going, (laughs) yeah. so when you have, say, a new client, and, and let's take a step back, tell people where they find you because I want people to be looking at some of these things as we're talking because it, it, that way, they can kind of grasp and, and understand your process.
1: Um, it's socialenchantment.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will spare spelling that out. It's just um, like the enchanted forest with a. Right, So, yeah, that's that simple. Uh, well,. And so, you know, say
0: you have, and and I know that you do, social media you do, you manage, you help manage, you help create, you know, all those various things, social media for clients. So let's pretend I'm a brand new client. I have the latest and greatest service or product in the world, and I have come to you and said, Mega, Mm -hmm. I want you to do this for me. I want you to make me queen of Facebook Mm -hmm. and the the guru of Pinterest and, and all of those things. Walk, walk us through what somebody who is new to all of these platforms or maybe just very inexperienced, what they should be thinking about.
1: So the first thing that I recommend or that I'm listening for is, are people clear on who their target market is? Okay. Um, target market to me is, is absolutely huge. And one of my mentors, um, I don't know if you know who Michael Port is, um, yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal resource for anybody to to check out, and, and I'm working on becoming a certified book yourself solid coach because his process is so clear. If you if you listen to people, they'll say, "Well, I serve women between." I'll just use this example because I hear it every week. Right. <laughs> I serve women between 25 and 55. Right, that's called the broadside of a barn. <laughs> it's a really big market. And yet people will say, I don't understand why I'm not, you know, I'm not connecting with my audience. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're trying to talk to women between 25 and 55. Well, right. but those are all my clients. You know? I'm like, no. The key is, is that you have to create personas. So when I ask mm-hmm. somebody this, as they start working with me, they have to be able to embrace one point of view that is the, like the predominant client, the one who they get joy in working with. Ah, because that piece right there, that getting joy in doing what you mm-hmm. do, makes mm-hmm. all the difference in how you communicate in social media so I love it it 's either a struggle because you're trying to talk to twenty five year olds and you 're fifty five Mm-hmm. So you're trying to basically, let's assume that you know, I've got friends that are 55, they got 25-year-olds as kids. Right. So they're trying to have this communication with people that may not necessarily go, you get me? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as a result, they're trying to pose as millennials when they're not millennials. Mm-hmm. So, and and so, yeah, so then
0: it is a struggle because they don't speak, shall we say, the right language. <clears throat> you know, they're they think that... You know, Kim Kardashian is cool, and that target market's going, oh, really? (laughs) And so I I love this. Talk to us more about defining who your market is.
1: So the... The thing that I've I learned to do this is one of the reasons why I'm forever indebted to Michael Port is that part of my homework was that I had to go sit down and write a persona a story. I had to give ah. the person a name. I had to mm-hmm. write a story about where they shopped, what they ate, what their problems were. You know, did they have kids? Did they not have kids? Are they married? Like every single thing. So you basically have to put yourself into the day of the life of your ideal client. Okay. When you do that, what happens is that you then identify all these things to share and to talk mm-hmm. about and to put up as content. And it's not this sort of contrived, like you said, that struggle of, oh, do I post this article or is this the right quote? It, it, it just takes, it just strips it away because now you're like, okay, if I'm Susie and I'm 38 years old and I have two kids and I'm, you know, now you know exactly who to talk to. Right. So that process is, um, you know it takes a minute. it is sometimes mm-hmm. you really have to sort of pull back because what happens, one of the things the other things that I really um, am a really a big stand for in the world is breaking free of that lack mentality mm-hmm. and the lack mentality meaning that people will think there's not enough clients for them, right? that if they choose, then they're giving up something else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, You have to do this process from a place of faith that there are enough of the right people to serve.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and then, you
0: know, that is how the pricing factor comes in, because it might be that your market is much, you know, once you've figured out who your target market is, it's smaller, Mm -hmm. but then you adjust your pricing appropriately. Um, You know, you're you're not going to price yourself out of the market, but... It is something that you know people. I think they, they don't quite understand. They in in many cases they go at this with, shall we say, the Walmart mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's not to knock Walmart. Um, you know they they obviously know exactly what they're doing, because they they have a, a pretty large demographic, mm-hmm. but they're not going after you know people that that don't fit that that demographic. Right. But they have their pricing is less because they have more people that are potential buyers. Right. So if you have fewer buyers, then you might have to price things a little bit more. But if you have marketed your product or your service exactly for those people they will pay virtually anything mm-hmm. you know obviously it depends on what it is and and so that's i think sometimes where people get caught up is is you're you're right it's that lack mentality well i have to you know i have to target everybody because i need to make x number of dollars or mm-hmm. or whatever and it's it is the tricky thing and and you know it's not just social media where you have to figure out who your target market is i mean right. that that should be your first step mm-hmm. um, you know and, and it is something that people do struggle with because we think it's It's exactly what you said we we think we're limiting ourselves and limiting our income, limiting our potential mm-hmm. by doing that, but it is the best process to actually go through absolutely, yeah so the next and oh, go ahead i I was just going to say I love the fact of writing the story, um, you know because then you do, you fleshed it out, you know so it's not women twenty five to fifty five it's women thirty to thirty four without children. Mm-hmm income of, right, you know, they live in X area, all those various things. And then you know exactly who you're trying to reach.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that, um, I, you know, I've been through a big journey of, of going from broad support, like just saying, hey, I, I used to have a virtual administrative company where, you know, it was like, oh, we do all social media support. Sure. Just, you know, just hand me whatever and I'll just go. Right. And that was uh, perhaps the most disingenuous, inauthentic thing I think I've ever done in my life in terms of not that I didn't serve the client. It was that right. I felt like I was like okay, they just go just go put up some posts. Just put you know, and I'm gonna be like, mm-hmm. but you you haven't told me anything. So when you're the when you're the client, people will say, Well that social media admin didn't work for me. Well mm-hmm. Everything starts at the source. You're the source. So why didn't Mm -hmm. they work for you? What did you tell them? So you have to sort of Mm -hmm. deconstruct. And, yes, there are some people out there that just woke up and said, I love Facebook, so now I'm a social media expert, and that's a whole (laughs) other conversation Mm -hmm. for another day. But if you take control of your voice by doing this, first you do the target market. The next Mm -hmm. step is to say, how do I communicate? Because some of us are more visual, and some of us can tweet. In 140 mm-hmm. character thoughts, and some of us need to write 2,000 word WordPress mm-hmm. posts. You know? so, you know, there's it, the next thing I ask a person, and I actually have a diagnostic which um, people, I, you know, I think that it'll be up soon. I have, to, I'm not exactly sure when it'll be up. It's working mm-hmm. with technology, but it's a diagnostic where I actually determine um, one of four communication styles. Okay. Of people and there's the I have them defined as the peacock and that's the person who likes to show up and have all the pretty posts and they have kind of I I could take them into the Instagram and Pinterest group right. Um, mm-hmm. They like pretty things. They like to look at pretty things.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: there's like the lion, which um, is like just shut up and tell me what it is you want me to. <laughs> to read, oh, okay. Right. And each of us have usually like a predominant style. The other one is the dolphin that's all the warm and fuzzy and let me pray for everybody and let me wrap arms around everybody. And, you know, they're the the very, um, they 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 sort of warm up social media. Mm -hmm. Right, You won't see them Mm -hmm. self-promoting. You'll see them promoting everyone else but themselves (laughs) sometimes. And and then there's the horse, which has to go into the long explanation and, and tell you five different ways for the same thing. And the reason I created that diagnostic, and I and I've learned some really interesting things that I basically paralleled it against the um, oh gosh, it wasn't Myers Briggs? I forget the other one. Oh Uh, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) one of those tests that we've all had to take at some point in time, and it paralleled exactly. So it really, it I kind of proved the model with it, and, and what it meant to me was that we have to think about how we communicate. And then realize one critically important thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The way we communicate is not the way the other, the rest of the world communicates necessarily. So we need to make sure that we diversify our social media channels. So what I will do is I'll work with a client to say, how is your primary communication style? That's where your primary platform should be because that's the one that lets you thrive. You're right. the most expansive with that. Mm-hmm. And then you pick the, the, the feeder channels based on the weaker areas and it creates a a strategy then for us to, Mm -hmm. to work with them and to support them in filling in the gaps. Right. For example,
0: you know, if, if you don't already have figured this out and all of my listeners, Twitter's very hard for me because I can't be that short and that brief, Um, you know, and, and, but, but I do use Twitter, but it's not my primary platform because it is, it's just too difficult for me to, to be that concise, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it's just you, know, you are. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, you know, I'm just I I talk, I talk a lot, yeah. and so I write a lot, and which is funny because you know I've, I've seen people on Twitter who they will send a hundred tweets a day, yeah. and that's you know that's nothing for them, and but they're just these short snippets. Mm-hmm. I somehow can't do a short snippet. Um, you know, I want to do a hundred posts, but a lot longer. So I just I you know, I do Twitter a little bit, but not all that much.
1: Right. So a perfect example of this, just to kind of give everybody an idea. So <clears throat> for a client, let's say that you were a client, as an example, mm-hmm. you would have a you know a different primary platform, but the admin, the social media admin, the person who's actually doing the other work that you don't want to have to do, uh-huh. they could go grab all these things that you've written or things from your radio show as right. snippets and tweet them. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's still you. It's still your voice, but it's mm-hmm. not you having to sift through and try to figure out which thing to put up. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you don't have
0: somebody doing that for you, you probably can figure out, okay, you know that, that Facebook post that I had, had five things I was talking mm-hmm. about. Ooh, look, there's five tweets. Exactly. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and, and so it's, it is something that is, is
1: doable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 40 to 80 tweets a, uh, a day is actually good for Twitter visibility. And then there's mm-hmm. some people that have messaged me and said, I used to tweet a lot. Right now I haven't been tweeting. I've been in Facebook land. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> then I've had people say, can I mute your tweets? You tweet too much. I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, Twitter, Twitter's probably just take, turn off your notifications. Right, right.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and, and there are people who sometimes they, they do get carried away. And it's funny, the only times I've really noticed it is when they have all of their accounts tied together. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I was uh, I'm, and I still am friends with someone who she's one of these people. When she goes to a conference, mm-hmm. she just it's, it's almost like she's taking dictation. You yeah. Know, she just oh my gosh, they <laughs> said this and they said this and they said this and they said this, and and it's great because you, you don't have to go to the conference. Yeah. She just, <laughs> But she's putting it on Twitter, she's putting it on Facebook, she's putting it on LinkedIn, and pretty soon it's like, okay, overload. And so a day later, I go back, and and I I look again. But, yeah, it is something that – but that comes back to exactly what you were saying before with who you're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're trying to reach someone who they're looking for those short bursts of information, Mm -hmm. those short little snippets, then that's Twitter. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and, and Twitter is, I, I actually have found the best business connections on Twitter, better mm-hmm. than LinkedIn, um, right. mostly because there's no fences in Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can run into people that you wouldn't run into because they haven't right. accepted your connection in mm-hmm. another network. You know, and, and it's so easy on
0: Twitter to make those connections with say, you know, somebody that's that's an influential person in your industry or, you know, in your community or whatever. Simply by doing things like retweeting mm-hmm. and, and you know, commenting and, and all those little things that don't take very much of your time mm-hmm. but it does get you noticed.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I one of the things that I always say is Yeah, even if all you do is go out and retweet a couple things a day, just to keep the pulse. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. So, you know, somebody's, they've figured out who their target market is. Mm -hmm. And then they figured out, okay, these are the platforms I need to be on. Mm -hmm. What is that next step? You know, because I think one of the big things people think is, I'm boring. Yeah. You know, and, and I I'm looking at your website. That's why I said that. Um, but we do we, we tend to think, well, who cares about what we do? Or, you know, I, I don't want to come across as the and I'm putting this in air quotes, used car salesman. Mm-hmm. So how does somebody and, and I think this is, is critical and key in this? How do they develop their authentic voice? And I know that's a lot of what you work with. So yeah. Talk to us about that and why that is
1: so very important. Well, I think it's hugely important because uh, social media has amplified the school bully thing that happened. Uh, Right. Sometimes I'm like, thank goodness there was not social media when I was in sixth grade. Um, (laughs) And so what I mean by the school bully effect is that – I I run into people all the time that say, well, I just don't want to say that. I have an opinion about that, but I don't want to say it because I don't want anybody to think badly of me or I don't Mm -hmm. want anybody to dislike me because I said that or not do business with me because I shared my opinion on whatever subject matter it was. And Mm -hmm. I think that we have developed a society of self-editing. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I encourage people to do is to become aware of every time you self-edit, that you say something... Not from how you really feel and how it intuitively feels in your being, but you Mm -hmm. then you tweak it so that you think it sounds more socially acceptable, right? And therefore, authentic voice to me is the um, it's it's a few things. First of all, it's getting back to who you really are, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it means to stop getting comparison. To every other person who's got more likes than you, more followers, more, you know, the nicer graphics on their business. And you know, there's just so many different ways to get back to who you really are, the real reason that you got into business. For some right. of you, you might be in business not because you were even in the right business. You might mm-hmm. be in that business because someone told you you think they think you should go be an accountant because you used to be in the financing department at a, at a corporation. Right. You're good with numbers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sometimes authentic voices to take a really big step back and say, "Do I even like to talk about what I'm supposed to be talking about?" Right. <laughs>
0: you know, and, and that's that's a totally different conversation. But but it is so very important because we do get caught up in the this is what you have to do and have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why we're seeing far more entrepreneurs and you know things like that. But yeah, if you don't like writing and reading what you're going to write, then other people aren't going to
1: either yeah yeah people can feel it I I'm I, not to get it too esoteric on you um, but I think that it is energy it's still energy so if, you, if you're if you're in low energy when you write something even if you're not there and someone picks it up they're gonna go Oh, this feels a little odd mm-hmm. right <laughs> and so therefore with authentic voice it also sometimes meaning means looking at yourself and part of what I I was really happy the day that I figured out that I could take personal development and social media and bring them together. And that's a lot of what I do. And what Ooh. I mean by that is that I've done about seven to ten years, I not remember how many, yeah, it's about ten years of, of personal development work. What mm-hmm. I realized is that the person that I was then and the person that I am now are significantly different, and the biggest difference is that I came home to me. Right beyond the scars, the uh, you know the things that happened in my childhood that have affected how I've re- had my relationships, and in social media, it's a giant magnifying glass of our life. It's how mm-hmm. we how we say words that we you know I, hear, I constantly see self deprecating stuff. Mm-hmm. My logo isn't good enough. Well, nobody's you know there's all these so we're mirroring out the the stuff, the programming that other people have told us that was bad about us. Right. And then we tell the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And then we don't realize when we don't get business or why, well, no matter what I say, nobody listens to me. Well, if we dig back down into that, we got to get back to that authentic voice for that very reason. Mm-hmm. And we need to get past all the things that other people told us that we should say, believe, do, or that was bad or wrong about us because we'll turn around and, and shout it off the mountaintop to, to a billion people. Right.
0: Well, and we're not saying that you have to be Pollyanna no. because bad things happen to people. Absolutely, <laughs> But, you know, there's there's ways to form it and, and maybe learn from it that is good. <clears throat> and, you know, that's, I think, to me, one of the cool things about social media is, you know, when something is not quite right in your world uh-huh. and you turn to the people on social media for your support, I mean, for, for a lot of people the only people they see anymore, especially home-based business people and, and you know, very uh, entrepreneurs and people like that, they may only see the people on social media. Mm-hmm. So that's how they're interacting with them. It's it's the old water cooler type <laughs> of thing. And, and we're not, you know, happy, happy, happy all the time. Mm-hmm. But we also shouldn't be, oh, my gosh, you know, the sky is falling
1: all the time either. No, and I, I always share a great... Um Example of this. So last April, April first of 2014, I was in a near fatal car accident, mm-hmm. and it, this was my huge aha, and it's actually why I do what I do now. That's I right. shifted big time, mm-hmm. um, and it was that laying in the ER. I did not know how bad off I was. Right. <laughs> I was still on adrenaline, so painkillers, mm-hmm. and I t- and mm-hmm. I posted. Uh, I just got medevaced off the freeway, and I'm in the hospital. And I said, this is not an April Fool's joke because it's on April right. 1st. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and from that opened this big awareness for me was that the weakest, most vulnerable moments, the, the big, mm-hmm. biggest struggle that I could be through, all of that actually endeared people to me because right. I shared my struggle. I shared mm-hmm. what I was going through. And we see this over and over, like, um, I can never say his name right, Nick Vucek, I think is his name. Uh You know, these people who will share these incredible odds Mm -hmm. are the people who lift up the world. And therefore, your your odds don't have to be incredible. It could be whatever it is that you're going through. So don't go out and go, oh my gosh, well, I haven't had anything that bad happen. But Mm -hmm. whatever it is, that transparency Mm -hmm. is where trust is built. Mm-hmm. because it's not always good in sunshine and roses. Well and I think one of the important
0: things is it, you're not alone, you know, and, and something that you're going through somebody else probably has also. Mm-hmm. And you know, so by sharing it's it's you know a great way to kind of get that support system going and you know and, and I do remember when you had your accident and and you know the posts that you had about it because there were days where you know it was awful and then there were days where you would have just the tiniest breakthrough and it was like wow mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we all shared that with you mm-hmm. um, you know and, and and it it made it, you know it's it's going to sound kind of hokey but what it did was it made you human mm-hmm. you know and and i think that's sometimes where people you know it comes back to what we were saying at the start of the conversation they are stilted in what they post and they think oh i shouldn't yeah. post this we work with people, and, you know, I say this virtually every program, we work with people we know, we like, and we trust. Right. And we get to know them on social media. And that means the good, the bad, the warts, the smiles, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things. And for a business person, sometimes that's very hard mm-hmm. because they, they think, well, that's not professional. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm not saying, you know, that you go into every detail, but it's okay that maybe you just post not having a real good day today, so I'm going to take off early and go watch a movie. Mm-hmm. OK, <laughs> that means you're human because we all have days like that.
1: Yeah. And another great content muse, I consider it. I consider those muses when you get somebody in your life that just ticks you off and you're like, oh, <laughs> I would love to call this person out and tag them mm-hmm. on Facebook. Right. right. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Never do that. However, here is the I consider them as muses. A muse is somebody that helps you create, (laughs) get creative, right? Mm -hmm. This is where you go find the post, the quote. And this is not Uh passive aggressive. There's a distinction between passive aggressive posting Uh and doing what I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. So what I will do is what is the lesson? Now, this has become a a muscle that I've had to build. I still build it some days more than others. Mm -hmm. What is the lesson out of this experience? So if you have a really cruddy interaction with somebody on a business thing, and I'm going to use this as an example because I see it often, and that's people not holding up their business, their financial agreements in business, breaking contracts. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, I'm so sick and tired of people who break their contracts, because that would be the easy thing to say. Right. And that is kind of the passive aggressive thing. Yeah. Because the person's probably on Facebook and goes, oh, she's talking about me. I just got off the phone with her and broke the contract. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Excuse me. So instead, go find something that's a money mindset quote or whatever, you know, something that relates to being in integrity on your agreements. Mm-hmm. Create a quote and say, I have discovered that people who honor their agreements are more successful because of X, Y, and Z. Right. So you made that negative a positive. Exactly. Because there's, a, there's, a, there's been a number of studies about social media interaction and engagement on posts. As soon as somebody goes negative, the engagement. <clears throat> excuse me, I have frogs in my throat today. <laughs> yeah, it, negative draws out negativity. It draws out negativity. Actually, repels the people that are your your insatiable tribe, your raving right. fans, the people who trust yeah, they're you. They're going ew, ew. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so this is a really great way to do that. Is to um, I use uh, what is it? Good quotes or uh, Goodreads. Goodreads? Goodreads. Ah, yes, Goodreads. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> whatever right. the
1: subject is, if it's betrayal or whatever, go mm-hmm. Google the word, go to the quotes, put up a quote, and teach your little lesson. It has. To, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be long. Give me a one sentence lesson. Turn it right. around. Stop complaining about people on social media. Do not. Uh, one other thing I'd like to say is come from love I Mm -hmm. see posts come from other from other motivations than love right so if you scrub your filter so that love is what comes out you could talk about the next 2016 political campaign Mm -hmm. from love you will raise the conversation right
0: because and and love is also the trying to be supportive trying to help type of, of you know mindset and oh, you know, heavens, I hate politics, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's one of those things that it, I just always dread. And of course, now it's just twenty four seven, you know, all the time on Facebook, mm-hmm. and 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 it it always will be because you know you've got various elections and things that happen. But but I do see that the people who are so continually, this is horrible, this is awful. The one thing I tune them out completely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. I miss their good posts mm-hmm. because I might still leave them in my feed for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but I don't read anything that they post. And and you know, I do have to admit I love that unfollow button mm-hmm. because then you're still friends with them, but you don't see their posts. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of one of those little ninja tricks. Yes, right? <laughs> and then you can always follow them back after whatever it is. You know, maybe it's it's that you guys are you know. Com- Completely competing college football teams. Okay, after the season, I'll follow their posts again. But, you know, but then when you see people who are posting about politics or, or, you know, whatever the situation is, in that positive, make you think positive way. Mm-hmm. Those are, are good conversations to have. And it's funny because you don't typically then see the mm-hmm. responses in their posts. Exactly. Because those people know that everybody's going to say, hey, you know, no, this is this is not appropriate. Mm-hmm.
1: And and I think that leads into something else, which is that a lot of people are afraid of the, you know, they I won't be liked. That goes back to right. our childhood. know. <laughs> Yes. Oh, they won't like me. And if I say this, no one will like me. Well, no, the right people will like you because they right. will either respect you because you had a voice or they mm-hmm. will align with you because they agree with you. Or they may completely dissent you and say, I absolutely wholeheartedly do not agree with you. Mm-hmm. But as long as they, you don't get them to the point where they feel like you don't honor that they have a point right. of view, right. then you have a very engaged audience, more engaged well, than most apathetic followers. Right. And- and it does come back to being authentic
0: to yourself, you know, and, and we'll use politics again as this example. If you are a, a rabid fan of either party, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and I mean, you you have them on both sides. If that really is your passion, you know, that is something that is very important to you. If that person all of a sudden started toning things back, mm-hmm. I'd be thinking, hmm, now I might not like their posts, but yeah, if all of a sudden they were nicey, nicey, happy, happy, I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> think, what the heck? What are they on? Um, you know, and, and and so when you're being authentic, you do have to realize sometimes people aren't going to like what you post, but it's better to, to be yourself than to to fake it.
1: That's right, um, and and I think that there's those who who will watch their follower counts and their you know. Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I lost a friend because I did a post. And as soon as that happens, he'll shrink back. Right. I just celebrate. (laughs) I'm like, well, I know I I
0: actually did that. I posted a couple of weeks ago and I and I and I knew that I might lose followers Mm -hmm. or and and it was funny because I typically avoid any type of, of subjects like, you know, that are controversial or things like that on my my Facebook feed. That's just not what I do. But I, I did this post, but I went in and I looked at my friend count mm-hmm. and I did this post and I lost five friends almost right away. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, probably didn't want them want them there anyway. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it was really pretty interesting that it, that that happened. But yeah, I, I'm and I'm but let's talk about that a little bit, because People, especially businesses and business owners, and the CEO and the the CFO and the people who are paying the bills, right. numbers are important to them. Right. So, if you have a client who comes to you and says, "I need you to get my number of fans over a thousand, over ten thousand, right. over you know, I, we need to have twenty thousand Twitter followers," what do you tell those people?
1: Well, the first thing I tell them is that a lot of numbers doesn't mean anything. Uh, to mm-hmm. look at the engagement. Uh, first, but then I say, okay, if you want to build the numbers, we can do that, and right. uh, and and but it, but that it may not yield you any return on investment mm-hmm. because there are people who will buy followers, so people who will pay for people to sit around and follow, right? Then I say to them, what is you know what is the actual. Uh, intended, what's the lead generation, what's the, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so so there's some back-end questions that, that then lead into, great, so what are you going to do with 20,000 people? Oh, well, you Mm -hmm. still don't have an engagement campaign set up to actually convert them into anything? Mm -hmm. Big deal, then, then great, 20,000 people staring at your stuff, well, they're not all staring at you, Um, doesn't mean anything if that doesn't translate into a number that equals an email subscriber or an opt-in or something that becomes some sort of a tangible hand raise beyond mm-hmm. social media because I love to say that we all have to think about what would happen if someone pulled the plug on any one of our social media networks tomorrow. Oh. Which it happens. Right. So the question is, is what actually happens beyond the numbers
0: mm-hmm. that you
1: have? Right. Have you captured their
0: email addresses? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, all of those various things. I always cringe when I have somebody. And the nice thing is it has declined in numbers. It used to happen at least once a week, and now it's maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. Somebody will tell me, I don't even have a website any longer because I just have a Facebook page. <laughs> See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I remind them, okay. That's Facebook's toy and they can do whatever they want with it. That's right. you know, and, and and they're like, Well, I have five thousand followers and I say, Okay. So what if tomorrow you log in and you have to pay to log in? Or they have changed what you can post or you know, all those various things. And then of course you've got Facebook that is always continually tinkering with the algorithms mm-hmm. on who sees what. Mm-hmm. And you know, so when you put every everything that you have into that one little place, you're really gambling. Mm-hmm.
1: I did a post last week, and I got very few responses on it. And I thought it was interesting that, as business owners, we have to think about this. Where would people go if they lost contact with us on social media online? Ah, where would be our rallying point? Would we have a conference that's in a certain spot that we hold once a year? Do we have mm-hmm. a radio show, for example, on a mm-hmm. on a radio channel that they could tune into, even if the if their social media access to us was disconnected. And Mm -hmm. I think it's almost like disaster planning in the, in the sense that it's not to live in fear that it's going to happen, but it's to say my tribe has to find a place in a real world situation where they could know they could connect with me. And it might be a local business networking event. If you're a localized business and that's your network or, or whatever, like again, like I said, an annual event where you get all your people together, even if it's Mm -hmm. a party and Mm -hmm. (laughs) there has to be some, some way or a website some way that you either have all their phone numbers, their contact information, something to say, hey, mm-hmm. guess what? Twitter pulled down our account because somebody reported us and, and they arbitrarily pulled it down, which this happens mm-hmm. on I I've had clients hey. who've lost multi thousand Facebook page and they come to me and go, is there any way I can recover it? And I'm like, maybe if you can get, if you can get somebody at Facebook to actually communicate with you. (laughs) And luckily now I have people at Facebook that actually have phone numbers for. So I feel better Mm -hmm. about that, but it still doesn't change that. Especially a lot of times what happens is that um, people will breach some terms and service agreement that they don't even realize. And this is Mm -hmm. true because this is on any network and somebody uh is jealous, competitive, whatever the nature might be. They see you thriving and they're they're wallowing mm-hmm. in their own and misery they and you. they report you. And mm-hmm. there's these are such big automated systems that they don't have time to vet every single person. So no. it's really important that you do continuously have those um, real-life contacts, addresses, you know, phone numbers, all those things that that we seem to sort of take for granted just because we've got mm-hmm. big piles of people on Facebook or Twitter or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. So when I, yeah,
1: the numbers is one thing but
0: Well, and that comes back to what you were talking about at the very start. It's your target audience. You know, having 20,000 followers might look like a a great number, Mm -hmm. but if only 200 of those are people who would actually do business with you, then, you know, get rid of, oh, I can't do that math in my head. Get rid of (laughs) all of those others, you know, so that you're just back down to your 200 because it's the right 200.
1: Yeah. And using lists, um, this is sort of like a hack tip I want to throw in there. Use mm-hmm. lists uh, on Twitter, uh, private lists right. so that you can actually mm-hmm. create, so that you can go check them on a regular basis, and and then go mm-hmm. retweet from people that you actually know, like, and trust, mm-hmm. uh, as well as on Facebook in your in your friends and your personal lists. Uh, right. Structure them down so that you have all your business people and your your high school friends, and all that it really helps. I think to um, not overburden any which group with. You know, the high school reunion pictures because your business folks don't care, right. likely. So, yeah, there's, there's ways to do it. And, and the numbers, yeah, there's a lot of people that I think that they're driven by numbers because it's a great marketing tool. If I want to mm-hmm. talk about, oh, you don't have this many numbers, I can send fear into the hearts of many people very easily. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is, yeah, what's the results?
0: Well, and as a consumer or a potential consumer, we still look at those. Um, you know, you, you look at, you know, say you're, you're trying to pick a restaurant mm-hmm. to go to and you're driving around. This one has two cars in front. Yep. This one has twenty. Yep. Oh, well, the twenty one is must be the better restaurant. No, maybe the the you know there's something there's a meeting going on there or something. You never know what those numbers are generated by. And and you know there's the the thing called your clout score. Yes. Which mm-hmm. I I you know clout. It's one of those things I check and and I follow. And you know it's it's kind of funny because my clout score will go up when I post pictures of my puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know you post pictures of your children and it's like okay well the clout score is going up for the wrong reasons <laughs> yeah know? but people still really look at those numbers and and that's just the way we are i mean you know we are a number driven society yeah. but we can't get caught up in those numbers they need to be the right numbers
1: that's right cuz social proof is is really i think that's really what that that is and so even if you have a, a, let's say you say, well, I don't know, I don't want to go buy followers or whatever. I think if you start to get reviews or get your tribe to share quotes or posts or things mm-hmm. that you're doing, then that gives you social proof, which will mm-hmm. then naturally grow your numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> well, and and it does come back to that being authentic. When people, when you're giving people content that you're showing, you know,
1: you,
0: that you're giving them content that they want. Yeah then they're going to follow you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, what about the people, and you know, this happens to me every single time I go to a business networking thing, and somebody says, what do you do? And I say, well, I you know, show people how to use social media as a business tool. I get eye rolls. <sighs> social media is a waste of time. What do you tell those people?
1: Um, I tell them that they aren't doing it right. Said, Which is, is the exact right answer. <laughs> um, typically, I, what I tell them is I say uh, I help people not be boring on social media. Ah, I <laughs> like that. Feel free to take that one if you want to try that out. It works really well because <laughs> people will be like, well, I'm really boring. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which then and then it's like, oh, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> because that's really, I, I think for all of us, if we find joy in doing something, we, we do more of it. And a lot of people mm-hmm. say, <clears throat> "See, I'm, the ironic thing is that um, with Higher Humanity, my my company that <clears throat> does the admin stuff, I um, almost completely got out of that business for the very reason I got tired of people saying, just go post some stuff for us. Right. And I believe that. The key for social media not you know to actually work for you is you have to be there. You cannot be ninety five percent absentee from your social media mm-hmm. presence mm-hmm. and expect it to work for you. So I right. always say that to people, especially corporate um, corporate connections mm-hmm. a lot of them are like oh that 's just a waste of time. our company doesn 't need it well if you 're a corporate or even if you 're a small business and you're, you, know, you have a, a shop and you have two employees. You better be on social media and engaged because somebody wants to share you. If you do mm-hmm. good work, they want to share you. And if you're right. not giving them the tools, they can't share you online from their phone, mm-hmm. from their thumb, <laughs> right. Yelp, or, you know, there's all these other networks, right? These ways of reviewing mm-hmm. people, Google, Google Places. and So there's mm-hmm. so many ways that we can get this reach into social media that don't involve brain damage, on a daily basis. So I I continually tell those people if you're not if you if you think social media doesn't work then you're just not doing it right.
0: Right. Well, and virtually all the time. Now obviously it depends on what what the business is because there are some that social media is just not a good fit for. Sure. But you know, if they're not there their competitors are. <clears throat> And, you know, so maybe I am looking for a new restaurant to go to. And I go and I, I look on Facebook or I ask my friends on Facebook, hey, what's a good restaurant that I should go to? And, you know, if, if you're not showing up, then I'm not going to show up to you is mm-hmm. maybe the, the easiest way to put it, because there is that presence. And, and I think that's one of the big things, though, that people tell me is it is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I tell them, OK, then that means that you're not focused. Yeah. Maybe you need to set a timer. You know, you're only going to do this 15 minutes every two or three hours, or you know whatever works out best for you, and then you're going to turn it off mm-hmm. so that you don't get caught in the cute cat videos and you know whatever. And because you know, I, I am the kid with bright shiny objects. If I don't pay attention, then I lose two or three hours worth of my time. Mm-hmm. And if I were an employer. You know, if I were working for somebody and say I'm, you know, in their communications department and they see that, that they have lost all that time with it, well, that's understanding mm-hmm. why they're annoyed. So set the timer. You know, you go on for 15 minutes at 9, you go on for 15 minutes at noon, you go on for 15 minutes at 2, and you're done. And then when you're there. You're not watching the cute cat videos unless you're a veterinarian I mean, you know there's right. there's time to to go back and do that stuff later and I love the fact that now Facebook lets you save things to look at later yes uh, you know, but then of course, I forget to do that but um I've got all these things saved and I've never gone back and looked at them. But it is a way then to, to focus and only do what you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, it's the same with when you go into an in-person networking event. Are you going to go and just find the one person who's your buddy and talk about what your your weekend plans are? Or are you going to go in and network and meet people that you've not talked to in a while or maybe never met? It's, it's all about
1: focus. Right. And one thing that I want to add to that is this is the power of the hashtag, Mm-hmm. Because the hashtag to me, especially if you're in a corporate setting or a business setting where you're you're looking to go share some quick content, you want to get in, out, and on with your life, but you want to mm-hmm. bring value. Using the hashtags of your your you know the primary hashtags in your business is a really easy, quick way because hashtags basically serve as a search. Right and. I can get in and people say, you spend all day on social media. the fact is, no, actually, you know, the secret is is that I do social media because I love sociology. I Mm -hmm. actually don't like technology that much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I will get on, go share content, schedule it through Hootsuite or Buffer or one of these Mm -hmm. other tools. And it looks like I've been all day on social media. Right. And I've just gone out and used my hashtags to go search for, let's say, hashtag marketing. Mm Mm-hmm. Give me, or hashtag Atlanta. <clears throat> Go find something local and share it.
0: Well, and it is about planning. You know, I tell people, especially for the, the businesses who say, we don't know what to post. We don't know when to post, all those various things. I say, okay, sit down and create. I'm an old PR person. So you sit down and you create an editorial calendar. Mm-hmm. So on Monday, you're going to post your tip of the week. On Tuesday, you're going to post a frequently asked question. On Wednesday, you're going to put, you know, all of these various things. So then you can sit down and maybe plan out 20 posts in advance. I love the scheduling programs. I I like to actually go into the sites myself just to make sure that, you know, nobody posted something negative or, you know, that, that there isn't something that I need to respond to. But a scheduling program is is perfect for doing all of those routine things. So maybe you sit down and write your entire week's worth of posts in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're done, they're scheduled. But it's it's things that you know people say. Well, I don't know what people want. You know, what what do they want? And I said, well, do you do you have lists? The top ten reasons why. You know, mm-hmm. a great example. I always have people in the insurance industry. What on earth can I post that people <laughs> would care about? Well, there are lists, you know, the top 10 things, and, and it doesn't always have to be about your industry. So maybe it's the top 10 things that you need to send with your child when they go off to college. Mm-hmm. And of course, one of those things would be their insurance card. But the other nine things are kind of that value mm-hmm. added type of thing. And so that gets away from I'm only talking about business, business, business all the time. And how boring is that?
1: Yeah. And you know what? I'm um- what I like to use as a creative tool for content mapping mm-hmm. is to do a um, – there's like I Mind map if you want to get fancy, but you could just get uh-huh. a piece of paper and draw a circle in the middle, which is your primary business, and then start doing uh-huh. like a free association of words and ideas that connect. Cool. And it will really expand the, the radar of what you could talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like a little brainstorming tool, but it, it really works.
0: Well, and get together with, you know, maybe other people that you work with and ask them, you know, what would you like to hear about? What are your questions? If you have a sales force, what are the questions that people ask them? You know, and there's there are no longer any unique questions. Somebody else cares about whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And so if you if one person asked it, other people want to know, too. So, you know, ask those people. Heck, look at what your competitors are posting. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to duplicate that. But did they post something that got a lot of interaction? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What could you do that would be similar? Right. You know, and, and then I also tell businesses. Show that you're a good community steward. Yes. You know, post about what's happening with uh, the, the Chamber of Commerce or, you know, all of those various things that are in your community. And, and the nice thing is that does get you away from what I was saying before, the continually posting about business, 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 mm-hmm. um, you know, because we don't want to see that. You know, even the the big companies like Starbucks and, you know, all of those that, that use social media a lot, they're posting about other things, and that's,
1: it, it makes that business human. Right, and I think it's just a paradigm shift that if you haven't embraced it yet, it's a great opportunity to do, because there are still, like you had said earlier, so many people that are in the world of business that are so concerned that, oh, well, that's not business, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're, our sociology is changing. Right. So well
0: and and i think it it is changing because of social media mm-hmm. you know we're we're getting used to seeing things like the the personal things whether it's you know personal thing of of richard branson mm-hmm. or a celebrity or something like that we're seeing that more and more and so then when people hold back and don't post it it's like ooh what are they hiding mm,
1: right yeah that's that's at this point yes or it just looks sterile mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right you know, and, and now speaking of sterile, one of the things that, that people always say is I post and I post and I post, but nobody ever comments or shares or likes it. What do you tell those people?
1: I tell them to go put up a post that says chocolate or vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Wine, you know, <laughs> whatever. two choices: dogs or cats. I did one with dogs <laughs> or cats, and in, in in like six hours, it got over a hundred and something comments. And everybody had to tell me why they had picked a dog or or a cat. And I never, I never said anything else. All I did was say dogs or cats. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. And, and it's, we laugh about that. But what that does? That's that's several things. First, it gets the engagement up, yeah. and and then you're realizing, oh, you know, I'm not just posting out into Never Neverland. But then, with all the algorithms, yada yada yada, it drives your other posts back into people's feeds again. But it is something, you know, and and so maybe you turn it into a business thing. You know, if you're a restaurant, you say bacon
1: or eggs or something, and and that gets people engaged again. Exactly, and and people, this is the thing that I think is great about posts like that. Is it finally gives people something safe to comment on that they Mm -hmm. don't feel like they're having to give up a personal part mm-hmm. of themselves and then um because of that they're now more apt to comment and start liking and posting right. and then there's this huge number and whether it's you know
0: your business or your your personal of of the people that we call the lurkers they see everything that you post they read a lot of it mm-hmm. but they never ever comment mm-hmm. but then every once in a while come Ping! Yeah, there they are, and you're like, woo! <laughs> and so, don't think that just because your posts are going off into never, neverland, they're really not. People are seeing them; they're just not responding to them.
1: Yeah, and, and one of the other things that goes with that is if you post stuff from, um, you know, I think one of the greatest injustices that Facebook has done recently is that instant share button,
0: right? right. It,
1: without any explanation, you post something. And I see uh-huh. people using it, like, for all the posts now. Like, they'll show articles and everything, and it's just that they're not putting their voice to that. So you have to right. put your point of view or your opinion mm-hmm. about why you shared it.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't
1: use the instant share button except for occasionally. I use it for minion posts. I right. will share it. I don't need
0: explanations. <laughs> <laughs> or there, there's a, a Facebook page that I follow that is about libraries. Mm-hmm. Those really don't need, you know, no. th- right. anything. but. But, and then there's that thing that, you know, as, as marketing people we have always heard of called the call to action. Sometimes people think they need permission to, to respond. And so say, you know, hey, this is a great article. It has five tips about, you know, the, the best times to post on Facebook. What do you think about it? And, and that simple, what do you think about it, gives people permission to say, ooh, I think that's stupid. It doesn't work. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Facebook. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, all those various things. So ask questions. Ask those open-ended questions because it it comes back to if you ask that in person, they're not going to walk away. You know, they might shrug. They might not answer, but most of the
1: time they're going to respond. Absolutely, yes. You know, bottom line, people want to be heard. That's the truth.
0: Well, Megha, we have just a couple minutes left, so tell people one more time where they find you and connect with you online. You can find me on on
1: my website at socialenchantment.com, and you can come to my Facebook page. At uh, It's a Megha success page. Just do the facebook.com and forward slash with that.
0: Cool. Great. And on your website, you're kind of rebuilding it right now, but there's some great tools and, and things like that. And you do manage social media for people. Am I correct in that? I
1: manage the uh, high level strategy side and I am okay. getting ready to relaunch this fall the full social media implementation. And we're going to be um, doing it as a, uh, a social um, empowerment project where I actually train people who are coming from economic disadvantaged um, positions like baby boomers okay. who are marginalized and stuff like that.
0: Okay, great. Well, and you know, it's, it's important because a lot of people say, I don't have time, I don't know what to do. And so that's why I always like to have people like you, who will do posts for people or train Mm -hmm. them how to do it themselves. Absolutely. Um, because in my philosophy, it is best if they're doing it themselves, mm-hmm. because that is how you truly get to be authentic. But there are people who just, for whatever reason, aren't going to. Um, you know. And, and so it's it's great to have resources like you to, mm-hmm. to be able to do that.
1: Yep, that's what I do. I help them, even if they, they want to delegate it, I help them make sure that they delegate it correctly.
0: Great. Well, you've got one minute left. What is your... your tip that absolutely must be shared to that everybody has to remember when they're
1: using social media if it goes back to a a quote that says use your voice even if it shakes
0: Ooh, i like that because then you'll learn and you'll get better at it and pretty soon the shakes go away absolutely Perfect, perfect. Well, Mega, this has been a delight getting to know you. As we mentioned at the start of the program, we've only ever met virtually, so I love it when I get to, to actually get to chat with the people that I've met on social media. So glad that you are doing so much better and that you're launching this, this new phase of your life, and I look forward to really seeing more about it. One last
1: time, where do they find your website? Socialenchantment.com. And thank you so much, Deb, for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, this has been fabulous, and I look forward to speaking with you in the future. For everyone who's not connected with me, why the heck aren't you? It's very easy to find me. It's just debcareer.com, and that's D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com. And until next week, everyone have a great time.
1: Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.